Hello, and welcome to Biohacking with Brittany. Thank you for listening to an episode, another episode. If you are new, this is a place where I talk about health and wellness and biohacking. And if you're an OG listener, welcome back. I'm always happy to have you. Thank you for everybody who has been leaving reviews on the podcast lately. I think I mentioned this last week, but we are now sitting in the top 1.5% of podcasts worldwide, which is quite an accomplishment in my humble opinion. And anyone who has ever tried to make a podcast knows that it is a serious labor of love. So it is no easy feat getting to that point or producing over 200 episodes. And I am so excited for what next year has to bring. And on that topic, I am kind of switching how I'm doing things for 2024. Just slightly, I am going to be focusing on only two ads or sponsors per episode. I know that sometimes the episodes can have more than that, like three or four. And so I like saw your feedback and I totally understand. So we are moving to only two per episode maximum, one or two, just so that it's so much easier for you to get into the flow of the conversation and there's less interruptions. And I think that is really important. And again, I really do care about your feedback and want you to be happy with the show. And so that's what we are changing to do. And the sponsors and ads, just like anything, are really what are able to help us keep the lights on with the podcast. So I currently don't do sponsored episodes. I don't have people pay to be on the podcast. I know that a lot of big shows do that. I don't do that. I don't know if I will. Maybe, maybe one day, but not at this current state, just because I think it's just more authentic and genuine to do honest interviews of people who I find interesting and I think who you would find interesting. So I'm not at that point. So that's why the ads are actually really important because they really help keep this show going. And it really helps when you support them as well. And all of the products and services I ever talk about are things that I use myself and otherwise I would not have them on the show. <laughs> and there are many brands that I actually do turn away because I don't think they are clean enough or healthy enough or in alignment with my own values or the value and like likely your values as well. So that's just a little recap. This is the last episode before the holidays. I hope that you and your family and friends have a beautiful time over the next week. I hope you are healthy and just really enjoy time off. And I really hope you are taking time off from whatever that you do all the time. It's really important for us to unplug and give the nervous system a break and kind of be in more of a parasympathetic mode, less stress and more fun, honestly. Whether it's like hanging out with family or friends or parties or gifts or things with your kids, like there's so many different fun activities we can do around this time of year, which really does make it super special. So I hope you enjoyed this time and, and I hope you unplug and I know I'm unplugging. So this is the last one and then I will catch you after the holidays next week. I'll do one more episode before New Year's and then we'll go back to regular scheduled programming in January which will be really excited to kick off the new year. And this episode is great. It's all about Eastern medicine, Chinese medicine, Taoism, which was really interesting to get into with uh, Dr. Janelle Kim. And we kind of talk about how the Taoist mortals were kind of like the original biohackers. And some of their philosophies are very much seen in the wellness world today. Things like mindfulness and meditation, movement, and really just being able to be more connected to the body. And we kind of like draw parallels between that world and the world of wellness and health as we see it right now and kind of where the future is going as well. So it's a very interesting episode. I learned a lot from her. She has a wealth of information and expertise in this space. And so I think it's going to be helpful for you to be able to just like draw those connections. Absolutely. 
And a quick shout out to our sponsors. Speaking of, Bioptimizer is my favorite, probably my favorite sponsor of this year. They are phenomenal and I use many of their products. They have a new stress product out, which is really, really cool. And I think it's just perfect for the holidays so that we are focused on our family and our friends and less focused on being overwhelmed and stressed. So in this supplement formula, there's 14 different ingredients in in there that really help to regulate your nervous system. So you're less in your fight and flight mode and you're more in your rest and digest mode, which we love. So that's their stress supplement. I also take their magnesium, seven different types of magnesium in it. I think that's very, very important. So magnesium is great for stress as well, actually, but it's also really great for things like constipation, digestive issues, muscle cramps, if you're sore from the gym, tenderness, tightness in the muscles even. like I think it's what, two-thirds of the population are deficient in magnesium, and magnesium is involved in millions of different biochemical pathways in the body. So there's so much use for it. So that's why it's really important to take a full spectrum magnesium so that every single use is covered. You're not just taking one type of magnesium that's better for stress. You're taking all of the different types so that you can really benefit from taking it. And I also take their probiotics every single day and their digestive enzymes. And I'm laughing because especially this time of year with eating, you know, more food and particularly food maybe that you don't always eat, like pizza and stuff like that. I think it's really helpful to take something that can help break down the food for you. And last but not least, Inside Tracker. Thank you. I I do need to get tested with them again. I say this every time, but they do at-home blood tests and they test for over 48 different biomarkers in your blood. Things like hormones, minerals, vitamins, everything like that. And it's private. So a lot of people loved using this because they're able to test their magnesium levels. They're able to look at stress hormones like cortisol without having to go through their doctor or anything like that. And then you can track it, follow their recommendations and make healthy decisions based off of that. So test, don't guess is always the saying when it comes to testing your health. And yeah, thank you for everyone who you know, contacted me and congratulated me from, for opening my online women's health clinic. You can take a look at that now on my website. This is a place where I talk about or talk to clients or patients one-on-one and really focus on women's health. So things like menstrual cycle irregularities, PCOS, endometriosis, focus on preconception health and fertility and pregnancy. And if you want to book in with me, you can do that right there. I am booking for January. So that is open for for you to take a look. And on my website, you'll also find my guide, which is focused on cycle syncing and what supplements and food and exercise to do for the different phases of your menstrual cycle and how to really regulate it and, and thrive during each phase. So not just kind of go through it and suffer through it, but how do we optimize each phase of the menstrual cycle? On my website, there's other things too, like you can find my wait list for my course coming out in February. You can find all of the products that I affiliate for, all my podcast episodes, blogs, lots of good stuff. If you have any questions, there's also the contact form on there. You can just message me or you can send me a message on Instagram or TikTok. Thank you for listening to this episode and I will catch you next week for another one. Happy holidays, and I hope you really have a good time with all of your loved ones. Welcome to Biohacking with Brittany. I am so excited about today's episode. We are diving into the ancient world of the Taoist mortals, Eastern medicine, the potential original biohackers, which we're definitely going to talk about. I have Dr. Janelle Kim joining me. She is an expert. She is a doctor of Chinese medicine and educator of finding happiness by incorporating Tao philosophy and mindfulness into daily life through living meditation, which is so much to unpack right there. But anyway, Dr. Janelle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. And thank you for the beautiful introduction. I am very excited for our conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So I would love for you to kind of dive into Taoist mortals and Taoism in general. For those who might not 
necessarily understand that ancient philosophy and way of living. Absolutely. So, right, this is like a pretty huge question, which I will acknowledge with you. A little bit about my background, why this matters so much to me, it resonates so much to me, is that I do come from a lineage. I am nine generations, ninth generation that is, of Eastern medicine, right? So my my lineage comes from Korea. I studied and became a doctor of Chinese medicine. Ultimately, it started in China and then kind of spread from there. And Korean medicine in particular was known to kind of advance, enhance all of the beautiful things, herbal medicine, acupuncture, the philosophy, so kind of that whole picture. And so that is what has been passed down to me. I'm the first woman in my lineage. You know, we won't get too much into that at the moment, but I, I have a lab called JBK Wellness Labs. And basically that's where I create formulas and have for about at least 20 years of my life. It's been a part of my life since I, I, I got on this, since I landed on this planet, since I was, since I was born ultimately. But in the last 20 years, I really focused a lot of my attention on medicine and formulation where we make formulas for brands carried around the world, all based on the medicine as it's been passed down in my lineage for many, many centuries, honestly going back probably thousands of years because that's how far back the medicine goes. And so why I want to bring that up is that everyone kind of has an understanding of why this means so much to me. One way of, of describing it, I'm kind of going backwards here to Taoism and the Tao, but ultimately I speak on the three M's, okay? And the three M's, medicine, meditation, and movement. And to me, those are a way of categorizing, if you will, what biohacking, a way of truly biohacking, right? Having those methods, I like to call it the three M's and the all three of those categories. And when I say meditation, you, you just touched on it, Brittany. Of course, I am a huge proponent. I teach, I practice seated meditation techniques. Moving meditation, of course, is the third pillar. But when I say meditation, it also goes into training of the mind, right? So my whole book, Living Meditation, is broken down into eight keys, as I put them. And that's a way to train our mind. So what I teach in general and in conclusion is medicine for the mind, medicine for the body, and medicine for the spirit, because we really do have to look at it that way. And I love that right now, so many people in this biohacking kind of evolution, if you will, that is happening right now, revolution, makes me very happy and very excited because I do believe that it touches on all the aspects that are necessary for us to truly have optimal health, well-being, beauty, considering, you know, I've been in the beauty and wellness industry and considered an expert in these industries, but, but that's really how we can achieve all of these things. That is, that is true biohacking, if you will, with which humbly is my opinion. <laughs> and so, Taoism kind of fit in all of this is that the Tao is the universe, right? So anyone who's familiar with the Tao, it is a known thing that while what, and I'll speak for myself, from the time I was young and was taught these principles, very, very young, my father learned these actually in the mountains of Korea with his mentor, his master. And so that's how it has been passed down, you know, over many centuries. This time with me is a little different here in America and, you know, a mix of East and West and all of the things. But the Tao is the universe. That's really what it comes down to. And it is so simple, yet so profound. In fact, when you read, I don't know if you're familiar, Brittany, with the Tao Te Ching. That's like the ultimate philosophy principle book. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I haven't read that book, but I mean, it makes sense that there would be something that you'd be able to pull from that is so like foundational in your space. Absolutely. And so clearly, we're, this is not the time to go through the entire book. And quite frankly, it is a known thing that we could study this for lifetimes and still would not completely get it because that's not what it, what it is. It's literally the principles of the universe. And they say, actually, the book starts that when you, when you name the Tao, you've lost it. <laughs> so even overthinking it, I mean, that's like the profoundness of what has been passed down. And these principles are ultimately the universe. So from the Tao came yin and yang, right? Yin and yang, just very complete and hopefully short and concise to have to have this understanding is that yin and yang makes up everything in this universe, everything. It is day and night. It is loud and soft. It is health and unhealth. It is feminine and masculine. It literally encompasses everything. And the way of the Tao, the way of the universe that has been in existence for really beginning of time, many would say, but has been studied and, and recorded, obviously not way back then, but through oral tradition, the Tao and these principles have existed for thousands upon thousands of years. I mean, Eastern medicine is easily a 5,000-year-old medical system. 
you know, and that's something that in my life, you know, even 20 years ago, people here in the US and in Western society, you know, thought it might have sounded nice, but it really was over everyone's head a bit. <laughs> and now here we are, and everything we're talking about and doing really is rooted in that. And I find that it actually gives a lot of people a lot of comfort in knowing that they have a greater picture to everything. So going back to that, the Tao, the universe is broken up to yin and yang. It is everything that I said in nature and the universe around us, but then it becomes a microcosm where we are a microcosm of that universe. And so yin and yang also is the, is the very fundamentals of how our mind, body, spirit work. And that's how Eastern medicine, Ayurvedic, all of our ancient medicines that have been around for thousands of years, that's how they look at the mind and body. Whether it's herbal medicine, whether it is movement, whether it is meditation, whether it is living meditation, which I started to share, that is the eight keys. That's the way to train our mind, which, which is ultimately a medicine that is biohacking, really understanding the ways to which we can live the most optimally, understanding ourselves, right? And so that's kind of a, it's, it's not so easy to explain all of this in, you know, a couple of minutes, but I hope it makes it a little bit more. And so then everything becomes a balance. You know, how do we, as we age, how do we balance with, with, within our bodies? In our bodies, yin and yang are actually can be broken down into blood and chi, which is vital energy. And everything comes down to that acupuncture movement. It all comes down to that constant balance because for certain, the one thing that exists no matter what is that, and that's Eastern, Western, old, new, everyone agrees that what comes down to energy, it's constantly changing. And so we have to constantly keep balancing with it. And that never ends, right? The nature of being human means that we always have to have that balance. No matter how well we take care of ourselves in our minds, we have to keep purifying, keep reflecting and seeing where we might have imbalances just by the mere nature of being human. And so that's foundation of it all, if you will, Brittany. Yeah, no, I, I love what you said. And I, I think it's such a good explanation of, you know, these ancient Eastern traditions and how they've really shaped how we view health and wellness today. And even like specifically biohacking. And it's just so cool to hear you talk about so many modalities that are just so normalized now in, you know, I'm in Canada, so let's just say North America. But I'm, I'm curious on your last point about talking about balance. This is something that I think we all struggle with and we kind of go through different phases of our life of maybe being balanced and unbalanced. But from your like unique Eastern perspective with your background, how can somebody know potentially if they are unbalanced? Like how can you be intuitive with yourself to say, okay, my yin and yang are actually way off. And then like, what do we, what do we even do? Like once we recognize that, okay, maybe I'm super stressed out or maybe I'm not moving my body, whatever it might be. Where do you start to kind of repair that? Absolutely. And so going back, that is why I kind of have categorized it into these three M's. So for thousands of years, as it has been passed down in my lineage, but ultimately has been in existence, they that's where I break it down to the three M's. Those are the ways. And, and one thing I didn't touch on and you had mentioned is talking about, for example, the Taoist immortals. I love to, when I start, when I speak, when I have events, lately I find myself, because I find it just so, it, it really sparks me and everything that comes with it. But, you know, a Taoist immortal, like, let's just stop for a second and understand that they they were on the quest. So we talk about biohacking and having a long life and living to our fullest, like really figuring that out, hacking this this understanding of who we are and our biology and our methods of how we can be healthy and happy and all the beautiful things. They, literally, their quest was to be immortal. That's why I love saying that. Here we are concerned. They literally never wanted to die. <laughs> And those were the people who started kind of recording, as I said, first an oral tradition. And then there's one very, very famous, very renowned book. I don't even know how to put it in words in Eastern medicine called the Shenan Ben Sao Jing. And it was actually recorded in the year 500, right? But, but the Taoists, and they would be the Taoist immortals there. It was like a set of authors. You know, it's very, very East Asian philosophy or, or you know, history, if you will, is a better word. That, you know, because it is so old, thousands of years old, you don't always know exactly who the author was. They did not write these things down thousands upon thousands of years ago. That did not exist, you know, but here you have this book, for example, and it breaks down exactly that. The first, it's, it's one of the first herbal encyclopedias. It was called the Divine Farmer's Materia Medica, right? And so that was the first of any kind of medicine as we know it. 
one of the, and that's exactly what they did. And, and ultimately going back to what you said. So how do we understand these things? Well, they have taught us and we are coming back into this with all of the exactly why you have this incredible platform, biohacking with Brittany, sharing these methods because you are right and you touched on something so important. How do we know? Well, based on these ancient traditions, medical systems, meditation, way of thinking, it is so important to, that we do have to be aware of ourselves. I find particularly in Western society, and it's simply, I like to say it this way, it's simply because we're so young. <laughs> you know, that's the truth. You go to some of these cultures that have been in existence for thousands of years. And I would say that certainly in my experience, and I have heard this often, that people are just a little bit more in touch, maybe just because they've been around for so much longer and it's part of their lifestyle. But we have to become aware. Unfortunately, I think all of us can agree that there is kind of this, this thing that is happening. I'll call it thing because I don't want to put a word that I, I, I don't mean to it. But in Western society, so often we wait until something is wrong, right? We don't, we don't even know we're sick. And then all of a sudden we have digestive issues. All of a sudden we have tons of wrinkles and, and, and lines, you know, speaking of the beauty aspect. All of a sudden, you know, we start to have imbalances that manifest as sickness. And so you said it correctly, kind of the, the treatment of, but also the way of us to be aware and kind of not, I don't want to say diagnose ourselves, but be aware when something's off is that we first have to, have to be in touch with ourselves mentally, physically. That means we have to pay attention, right? And so you said it well. I think that oftentimes the greatest place in our lives of the mind, body, spirit that we have a lot of imbalance in is actually mentally, you know, our minds. That is stress. That is anxiety. That is panic. That is depression. All of these things started somewhere. And so when we start to feel that build, we do have to, we have to partake in certain practices. And that is where, once again, I repeat, but those are the three M's through medicine. When I say medicine, that pillar means, of course, the herbal formulas. That is what I devote my life towards. That's my day job, if you will kind of sharing the plant medicine, herbal medicine, but also knowing the balance. You know, I think I'll shock a lot of people when I, especially when I'm on panels with Western, Eastern doctors alike, but there's a place for both. A hundred percent. You know, if we need antibiotics, for example, go to Western medicine. Why in the world would you not utilize that? You know, but when it did come to, oftentimes we hear this and I, I agree, Eastern medicine, the ancient practices, they really do focus on prevention, if you will, but it's so much more than that, right? It's a healthy lifestyle. And by doing that, the more we are able to take care of ourselves through plant medicine, through other medicines that are appropriate for where we're at and what imbalances we have going on, and very much through food, right? So that's huge in the biohacking world, eating properly and how we eat and how that's balanced with us. A bit different than a lot of the trends, if I may, that that we have seen in the last couple or last in our society, you know, what it actually means to eat properly. That is huge in Eastern medicine, huge for the Taoists because food is medicine. So that's pillar one. Pillar two let's, is movement. When I speak of movement and what I teach, I focus on is really traditional martial arts, but, but rooted in Qigong. And Qigong is, once again, going back thousands upon thousands of years, is the first of breathwork as we know it. It is the first form of any kind of exercise. And ultimately what it is, is the study of learning how to cultivate your chi, your vital energy, which remember, we are made up of yin and yang within our bodies to really break it down. And oftentimes that imbalance comes first from chi. And, and it's a beautiful thing when we really start to feel and picture this, right? So qigong alone, movement, I think is one of the most powerful medicines, which is why I've started teaching this. Movement in a couple of minutes, doing proper movement, for example, like the movements that I teach from my lineage in my own life too. I have a, I'm a mom of two young boys. I run multiple businesses. I love being a part of my community. I mean, Brittany, I know you understand there is so much on plates. It is so easy to become off balance and to not even notice, right? So when I'm feeling, and it can be good or bad, and I'll give examples for both. When I'm feeling a little bit too much stress, I can feel it because I'm aware and I want to know when I'm feeling this way. I know that there are things that I can do to calm and rebalance myself, right? Of course, like I just said, eating properly, of course, sleeping properly, but then that also becomes part of the whole cycle, right? That's not always so easy if you are off balance. It is taking proper herbal formulas. But let me say that second pillar of movement is something I incorporate all of the time. 
And when I say movement, I mean moving meditation. Rudin Qigong, there's certain very powerful practices that really incorporate, actually it's necessary, breath work. It is breathing properly. You know, breath truly, that is qi, that is life. Without breath, guess what? We won't, we won't be alive any longer. And through types of very proper, very rooted internal movements, and I say that because going to the gym can be really important. I enjoy it too. Any form of movement means you're moving. You're not stagnant because stagnant is the ultimate culprit, right? Mentally, physically, spiritually. When you're stagnant, imbalance will come, period, end of story. But when you start to incorporate certain proper internal type movements, it actually starts to regulate your body inside, your internal organs, of course, your muscles and your joints, oxygen, circulation, chi. And so I'm a huge proponent. I think that is one of the number one biohacking methods that people need to practice is these deep forms of movement because they they will change your life in a couple of minutes. And that's all it takes. You know, so that's something I really want to share. And then last is, well, I kind of already talked about it. It's the meditation, the movement. Lastly, as I, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, is, is our framework, our, our, our way of thinking, training our mind. Our minds are so powerful and it can make us more imbalanced than anything. <laughs> it can also make us reach everything that we ever wish for in this world. And so it really comes down to those three pillars. That is what the Taoist mortals thousands of years ago up until now, that is, that was their quest. It included all of the things that we're talking about now in the biohacking, wellness, beauty, beauty kind of industry and, and, you know, space right now. So it's pretty amazing to see, especially for, for me, if I may say, you know, because like I said years ago, we would not be able to talk about any of this. Even talking about meditation, people thought I was strange. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Talking about breath work or martial arts or, you know, herbs and Eastern anything. Just through, through what was just too much. But now, now here we are. And what an amazing, what an amazing thing to watch. So. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. I first got into, we'll say natural health, the world of natural health, probably about like 14 years ago or so, like when I was going through my own health issues. Yeah. And it was before wellness was like a thing at all. Like before even. I don't even think I knew what the word was, like wellness no, was back I don't think then. It existed. <laughs> yeah. And I remember going to my naturopath and her explaining this idea of herbs and testing and healing the gut. And I was like, what are you talking about? And it was just so foreign. And like fast forward to today where that's like my entire life. So I, I understand kind of that. And it's really cool to see how much it's been integrated into society in such I a agree. beautiful way. I'm curious on your meditation point. This is something that I personally struggle with. You know, it's probably one of my, I've tried different things and I've tried the apps and I've tried the, you know, sitting down and I like trying to clear my mind. And I have a few things that have worked for me, but it's definitely not the typical meditation that you kind of think of when you think of meditation. So I'm curious if you, do you have any tips and tricks for people who are like me, maybe who struggle with creating a like meditation practice that they can actually stick to? Absolutely. And this is, I, this I've had, I've spent, I put a lot of focus, let's put it that way into this because I, I'm very clear that this is, you know, not always easy. It's a challenge for a lot of people. And the first thing I like to acknowledge is that we're human. Our minds are always up and down. So guess what? It is okay. <laughs> and it is completely normal, quote unquote, if you will that as human beings, it is difficult for us to sit down and calm our mind. Let's be real. If that was so simple for us, then we probably would not even feel the kind of stress <laughs> that we feel to begin with. We would not probably have to do meditation in this way because our brains were already and our minds and our bodies and our spirit were already so balanced. So, so it is completely normal and it is okay. Now, there are absolutely tips, if you will, that have been passed down for many centuries that I teach you know, I'm trying to put that out more on social and all the things because it's actually not so complicated. But here's one thing, Brittany, I ask you. The ancient teachers, masters, that have been practitioners in my lineage and otherwise, one of the number one things that they have taught, which is very tied to like meditation, martial arts, it's, it's very kind of comes in the same. Oftentimes you'll see those two things traveling together is that before you sit down to do any kind of meditation, it is so important to move first. And that's why I call it moving meditation. That's exactly why I teach this. And time and time again, I find 
no matter who is walking into room, someone who is very comfortable with and consistent with their meditation practice or someone who's never even done it before, when they step in, they feel this. So what I mean is no matter what, some kind of movement before you sit down is vital, right? Even if that's stretching, obviously, I don't know if, you know, something super active because your body will be a little bit more, you know, energized, if you will, and then you sit down to calm. But it's some form, what I teach are proper techniques that you utilize rooted in Qigong, Myungsung moving meditation. And what they are are certain movements that help to balance your body first, right? So the way I love to kind of visualize it and educate people on is that if you picture this, so everything's connected, mind, body, spirit. And we talk about this a lot. But when you really think about it, you take a moment to really think about that, it becomes, you see it, right? So it's very common that our bodies are physically are, can be off balance a bit. That's the nature of being human, as I just said. So when you are able to do certain movements that can bring your body more in balance, calm your body, ground and center your body, you can just imagine that your mind follows, right? You can feel it, hopefully, in what I'm saying. And then when you sit down to do meditation, you can drop into your meditation so much more simply. Okay. And so it, and, and, and also another important thing is I think people make it so mm, extreme sometimes. Like we feel right. And I, and maybe not everyone, but I, I see this time and time again that, you know, to do proper meditation, we have to sit down for 30 minutes, an hour, you know, <laughs> spend all this time. But I, I stand by it's something that I'm very keen on right now is that if you do things properly, you really put your mind and your heart into something for 15 minutes. It is much more effective than sitting down for an hour, not putting your mind and heart and connecting in that way, right? And so it's like we make things so difficult for ourselves. Of course, it's going to be hard. So tip number one, I like to sit down. And also, I remind people, we don't have to be in some particular stance. Like who, who made these guidelines for particularly beginning meditation, more calming meditation? As we move some of us into deeper meditative practices, of course, all of those details become different our different hand positions, right? The different techniques we can use, how we sit. But in the beginning, be natural. Because the more natural we are, right? Even in the way we're sitting, the more we make it out of our mind and just being connected and natural, the more we'll connect, right? First within ourselves, mind, body, spirit, by rebalancing our meridian systems. And that's something I haven't really gotten into so much. But we can picture circulation travels through our body. Chi travels through our bodies and meridians. Very similar. And so you can picture, let me take it a step deeper, that when you start doing these movements, it starts to balance all of those meridian systems and the circulation in your body, which directly connects to your organ systems. And when everything's working that much more optimally, now our mind can calm, right? And that, so my tip is to do about three to five minutes. If you have more, awesome, right? Every morning I wake up, I do at least 15 minutes of moving meditation, Myung-Sung moving meditation. It sets the whole day, right? It rebalances me from the beginning. And then I'll sit down for about five to 10. If I have 15 minutes, I'll sit down for my meditative practice silently. But I like to set a timer. I think that's a huge thing, Brittany. It sounds so simple, but set a timer for yourself. Set 15 minutes because half the time you're sitting there wondering how much time has passed. <laughs> I like do these little simple. So first and foremost, set a timer. Sit down with your back straight. That's really important so that everything can flow, your breath and otherwise. I like to teach that oh, a certain breath, breath work that is very powerful and really quickly helps to rebalance the body. There's many different techniques. Is very simply breathing in through your nose, into your abdomen, particularly your lower abdomen, which in Eastern medicine is a very important place to gather our breath, if you will, our chi. And then we exhale through our mouth. And even as we exhale through our mouth, we do this very naturally, but you prolong these breaths, which I'm sure many know. But through our mouth, it's important to even hear our breath. That alone can be a huge meditation tip, right? So literally even like a straw, like blowing into a straw. And that you'll find you start to calm your mind, right? So you breathe in and exhale, you let everything go. And seating, sitting, when we do sit down to do this, after we've done a few minutes of some kind of movement, yoga very much practices this as well. All of your ancient practices, if you look, they do this before meditation. Yoga, you do the certain positions, you do the certain stances that prepares you for your meditation. In martial arts, Qigong, we do the same. Certain very important practices linking to our breath, then we sit down to meditate. Then we set our timer, we sit down either on the floor cross-legged or one of my favorite ways that seems to be very comfortable for people, you can do it anywhere, Brittany, is sitting on a chair. 
you sit on a chair with your knees, you know, 90 degrees, really rooting your feet. And after a while, you can even start to feel yourself grounding into the earth, like intentionally. And so I hope that's helpful. But th- those are a couple of tips that can be utilized anywhere, you know, and, and going back to what you originally said, when we feel off balance, these are the things we can do anywhere, you know, or before going into a big meeting doesn't always have to be something, you know, that we're feeling off. Maybe we just want to really expand our mind before something important happens. Feeling overwhelmed this holiday season? Trust me, I get it. November and December's demands, end of year tasks, holiday preparations, gift shopping, and family get-togethers can be a relentless source of stress. Well, breathe easy because Stress Guardian is here to help. It's the latest scientific breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the geniuses behind magnesium breakthrough, which I take every single day. It's packed with a blend of 14 adaptogen herbs that help to regulate your stress response naturally, granting you control over holiday stress. With daily use, Stress Guardian becomes your personal shield against seasonal tension, enhancing both your mental and physical well-being. Say goodbye to just thriving. This holiday season, thrive instead with Stress Guardian. To get a head start on your holiday stress, visit stressguardian.com slash biohackingbrittany and use promo code biohackingbrittany for 10% off your order. Bioptimizers is so confident in their products that they actually offer a risk-free 365-day money-back guarantee. Discover the secret to peace on earth this holiday season and visit stressguardian.com slash biohackingbrittany to save. And if you go to my website and click on the Bioptimizers link there, you will actually be able to get a discount on all of their products, including their magnesium breakthrough, their digestive enzymes, their probiotic, and their other sleep supplements. Happy holidays and enjoy this. Yeah, I love all of those tips and they're super helpful. I will add to that, that for me, the environment is really, really helpful when first starting to kind of flex this meditation muscle and train it. So the way that I've had success is through actually doing it in places where I naturally feel calmer. So absolutely, like I started doing it when I take like hot baths and in the bath, it'll be like candles. Maybe there's like really relaxing music playing. There's hot water. It's like dark. So it's like, it's setting this like environment and stage for me to be able to like relax and breathe deep and not have any electronics by me. And do you know what I mean? Just like unplug and just really connect with my mind. And water too is very, mm -hmm. very important. And then the other place that's very similar to that is in the sauna. There's something about being in a sauna when I'm in this like parasympathetic mode of sweating that I can meditate so much easier than when I just try to sit on my bed and do it, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. And actually, even the sauna goes, uh, can, is very much in line with what I was speaking about with the movement, right? So by nature in Eastern medicine, heat, right, equals the sauna brings, when you're warm, your chi flows better, right? You increase circulation and oxygen. And so that alone makes complete sense in and, and all the ways. I'm similar to how I say doing movement. And you can even do movement in the sauna because the movement I'm talking, Qigong is usually just a stance, you know, certain stances and maybe a contraction and expansion, but that's it. You don't have to be running around. You don't need a lot of space. That's the beautiful thing. But that even just the heat of the sauna starts to rebalance your body. It's a very interesting thing. And as I was saying before, water is, is a very well-known element that can help us to calm our mind, truly like open up the flow. It's, it's, I mean, we all know about water and the, the power of water, <laughs> but that's a great place. A lot of people, you know, I, I know that I connect very well when I'm, when I'm, whether it's in the shower or the bath, to be honest, just that purification, that calmness, like you said, it kind of puts us into that parasympathetic stage. And why is that so important? Why does that help us? Because let's looking at it in a very simple method or way rather is that when our bodies are in that more calm, grounded mode, we can connect better. It's that simple, you know, connect within ourselves and to the universe and, and all the good things. So, yeah. I love yeah, that. that's so funny with the water piece because even with showers themselves, like a lot of people will say, I do my best thinking in the shower, you oh, know, like, 100%. you know, you take a hot shower and maybe it's like a longer shower, let's say. 
But there's something about that space and that water that maybe you have this problem that you've been like circling on. And then you go take a hot shower and you're like, oh, okay, maybe that's the solution. But like, what a random way to work. Like, you know what I mean? Showers of all places are this like little place for you to get all the solutions to your life problems. Absolutely. And, and and that's the thing. That's why I'm so grateful for everything that you do sharing this with people. Certainly it's, I've committed myself to, to doing everything possible to share these things. But I think what's so important is it becomes not random anymore. Now we, now it makes sense to us. And that kind of goes back to the very first, one of the first questions you asked is how do we know when something's off balance and what do we do? And it actually is what the Taoists teach us because it really is a part of being one with nature, you know, one with ourselves. We're connected to everything. And so when we are, we have to remember that sometimes it's not some huge thing. Maybe it's simply literally getting ready for bed every night is a moment where we can connect and take a couple of minutes. You know, maybe it's in the middle of the day and we're in the car and we turn, turn down the music for a second and we focus on our breath and calm ourselves because then we can start to, that's the, so important is we first have to be aware within ourselves when we start to feel off balance. Again, I might be repeating, but I think we're at a different place in our conversation right now, right? So like when we feel like, oh, I'm starting to, and it means something different for each of us. There are some general characteristics to watch out for. Oh, I feel like my breathing is off. Oh, I feel like my heart's racing a little bit. I'm feeling a little bit anxious or, you know, my gosh, I just feel so down today. You know, these things we have to, once we're aware of them, we have to remember that we truly have all of the tools. That's what the three M's are all about. They're tools that have been passed down for thousands of years to help us balance with life, within ourselves, with people, <laughs> you know, with circumstances. Like we have all the tools we need. In fact, I, I believe there's a, the first key, the first chapter of my book even says that all of the answers that we look for in this life are within ourselves and in the nature around us. Like if we really think about that for a second, everything we ever want to know is within ourselves. You know, it's, it's mind-blowing. No, no. And my whole life I've known this and I know that that's not always common and I could not be more grateful. You can't even put words, which is why I've, it's my duty to share as much as possible and hopefully have it resonate. But what a beautiful thing to, to constantly be reminded. But ultimately, whether you're born knowing all these things or this is the first time you've ever heard it, we're all in the same place that we're all human and we have to remind ourselves to do these things. We have to remember that no one can do it except for us, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day. So it's interesting, powerful, sometimes scary, but <laughs> yeah, I love that. I, and it's so inspiring to be able to hear that. I know at the beginning of the episode, you mentioned that you have two kids and a lot of the listeners I have are parents or, you know, maybe they're going to be parents soon. And I'm so curious how you take your knowledge of ancient medicine and practices and apply it to teaching your kids like how how do you kind of incorporate that like and do you have any recommendations for all the parents listening absolutely I, I really appreciate that question because you know I have so many things that are so important to me in this life but but obviously being the mom of my two boys is something incredibly significant and you know the truth is that everything that I speak of the eight keys in my book, you know, knowing your true self, when to do, when not to do, which I call true, right, and correct method. We certainly don't have time to go over that, but ways of looking at life in general, that living meditation, broadening a perspective is something I have, I have told my boys since the moment, since the moment they got two years old, you know, and it sounds interesting, but I, that I constantly communicate this, these principles to them. We work through it. They see that part of my life. It is, it is truly a part of our family living. All three M's, how we eat properly. You know, taking certain supplements, starting in that first, that medicine pillar of the three M's, the first M, when it comes to living meditation, you know, the way of thought, as I just mentioned, we go through that all the time, you know, and, and it's based on those principles is how I teach them, how I raise them. And, and again, we're kind of limited on time, but that is, is all rooted in those principles of balancing. In fact, when they are acting, they're very good boys, but they're boys and that's perfectly fine. I want them to be. But when they're, when they're going a little off balance, that is how we talk. I will literally say, you better balance right now. Like learn to be more balanced, go and take a breath, ground yourself. Like those are the words that, that we use together. You know, and it means something different. I, quite frankly, I, that's, that's all I know. <laughs> I have cho, we all have a choice, right? So it's not like my father drilled these things into my head. He did, 
but he was very down in nature when it came to that. I will give this to you, but it's up to you to make it, make it happen. And when I'm not around, which he, eight years ago, he passed away. Boy, even as, as a 40 year old, do I think about this all of the time? You know, <laughs> that much more do I really have to watch myself? But what a beautiful gift kind of coming from the other side as a daughter. What a beyond beautiful gift, something I can never express, you know, that my father gave me the gift of knowing that I might not have all of the answers. I do not have all of the answers all the time, but I know that in any situation, I do have the power to choose whether to, and, and this is something I say often, and I teach the boys, whether to respond or to react to what's happening in front of me. And that's really, when I say that, those two words are so, carry so much power. So what I mean by that is when we react, and I teach my boys this, I think this is a very important principle that I have in parenting my boys and my niece, my nephew, all of them, is that when we're in a situation, you know, there are things that we can actually do. You take a breath, you pause, and you put yourself in someone else's shoes, just even for a couple of seconds. Why are they doing this? And what that does is it makes you less reactive. And literally, I start teaching my boys this, like I said, at the age of three, whether they understand or not, or we think they do, especially when they're that young, my goodness, can they absorb? You know, they absorb way more. They blow my mind all the time. They're still wise <laughs> because they're not so, they're more untouched, <laughs> right? And so do that, all of us, you know, take a moment, take a broad pause, breathe, ground yourself, take a moment to see where someone else might be coming from first. And then going back to what I was saying, you're less reactive. So when you respond to something, we balance with what is coming our way as a parent, as my kids in a situation, no matter where you go, right? And when you're reactive, you don't take that pause, you react. And usually when you react, oftentimes, let's say it's based on emotion and emotions are never solid. That is where a lot of these imbalances can come from, especially mentally and physically for that moment, but especially mentally. A lot of times that anxiety, depression, panic, all of the things that make us uncomfortable and really can make us sick in life have a lot to do with the reaction. We're just constantly, our minds don't settle, you know, in some way, shape or form. And so going back, kind of answering that is that those are some of the main principles I teach my boys, you know, and it also very much, you know, I appreciate this because I haven't really had this question, certainly not in this manner or in this, you know, kind of way we're talking our conversation right now. But another really important thing is we really do talk about, you know, that we are part of this universe, you know, that life does not stop here. So the, the things that we, you know, it sounds very intense sometimes, but it's, it's definitely what resonates with me. And it very much resonates with these boys that the actions that you take, the ways that you think do not just affect you. They affect the people you love. One day when you're no longer on this earth, <laughs> you know, they're going to affect this earth before, after you leave. And so like, it's just a, a, a different way of placing yourself in this world, how important each one of us actually is and how we can balance with using that understanding of chi even, you know, between each other within ourselves, how, how everything we do really influences and affects everything around us. And it just makes you stop and think a little differently. So they, they know that. And, uh, you know, I, I tend to be, I wouldn't say strict, but I, I can be, you know, I think that's very important. And the boys know this to be respectful, to have manners, to remember that you expect, you respect those who are older than you, all the things. But, you know, it is something in our society that I, I don't see as often, you know, as if we went to other cultures. And that's the truth. It's, I think it comes down to connection, you know? So I hope that's, that's helpful. It's sometimes it, can... <laughs> it is. It is. I love that. And I actually use that, uh, take a breath on my dog, which is hilarious because as if he understands, but I, I think it's, yeah, I think it's just <laughs> yeah. from like hearing it in so many places in the world that we're in and I use it with other people and people always laugh and they're like, you talk to your dog, like it's a human. But I, I just think there's something so profound in that. And I certainly did not grow up with my parents telling me to take a breath if I was upset or something like that. And I just, I'm so curious to see how this generation of kids are going to, like your kids or and similar kids are going to grow up to be adults if that's how they're learning to actually regulate their emotions is through breath work at the age of three and six. Like, that's wild to me. Right. Right. I Absolutely. I mean, we talk about mindfulness. That's huge, right? It's huge in my book as well and, and all the things that I practice. 
But what, again, one of my favorite things is we, we say these things with good intention and we practice them, but sometimes we have to stop and really even just hear that word. Okay. Mindful. I have to live mindfully and like sit in that for a couple seconds. Listen, I don't have the time to be sitting here for, you know, hours a day reflecting. I would love to, <laughs> you know, that's what sometimes it just takes a moment and you connect and you think of these things and you're right, Brittany. And that, and we teach our children this. Like I said, uh, more and more has it come to my attention. Not that I didn't know. I mean, it is my life, but, but it's true. Uh, what a, what an amazing thing. And I will, I, there's no words that can express the gratitude that I have had this in my life since I was born, you know, and that is different. You know, for a while, it was hard for me to even say that. Like, no, 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 it's it's fine. We're all human. We're all together. But that is part of the duty, right? And so, yes, if we can all start to put this into the minds of our next generation, it will certainly be a much more mindful place. It has to be. There's no way. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, yeah, I think it's very profound. I'm curious if you have felt like your kids have encompass maybe some of these ancient principles that have taught you something because like you said like they are very not like untouched but they're you know they haven't had these years of the experience yet and they they the way that they tend to like act and kids in general like the way they tend to act is very natural and what feels like good to them so i'm curious like from the mom perspective have you been like oh whoa like maybe that's something i should do in my life like it's really great that you're doing that and i've i don't do that anymore or something yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I absolutely love that you bring this up. That that does not get brought up, you know, brought up very often. And that's exactly right. Like I said, I, I do very much have that Asian tradition where your parents are, you have respect for your elders, period, end of story. And I say that almost jokingly, but at the by the same token, I learned so much from my boys. Directly and indirectly. I don't know how to communicate this exactly, you know, exactly as I I would I hope I'm going to do it, but what I mean by indirectly is, you know, having these two little lives around me all the time. You know, I choose to constantly see that, meaning when there are times of stress, you know, I see those two little faces and it's a reminder. And I think it also has to do with losing my father so unexpectedly in that way. You know, he was my everything on so many levels and you realize life is short, right? And so when I, when I think of him, it taught me a lesson that I vow never to forget, which is life is short. And no matter what is happening that can be challenging or stressful in this moment, life keeps going. And so how much time do I want to lose right now on this? You know, and there's a difference. Well, I believe me, there's constant. I, I run businesses, multiple, and, and manufacturing. Do you know how much goes into manufacturing? There's always something happening. And so you have to attend to it. Let me be real clear. I work, I have the ability to work from home, Right. And so that means, though, that I'm on email all the time. I have to be attentive in that way. And it is okay. And I communicate that with my boys, you know. But when something is uh, going back to what I was saying before, when something's so stressful and I feel like it's, I can feel it now, it's draining my energy too much. You know, now I'm not present at all with my boys or my family or my friends or a podcast. I will quickly bring myself back, you know, and my boys in particular do that for me. I look at them. And it is a very good reminder. Any any of the children, you know, younger people, little humans, it just reminds us, you know, of what is important. So that's indirectly they they teach me so much that way. You know, it is the extension of the lineage, which we all have, <laughs> but directly as well. So I'll kind of uh, conclude this because I could keep going on because it's, it's the boys, you know, my boys. But Vince is my 10-year-old. And there are times, Brittany, for sure lately, especially he's always been a little different, definitely an old soul, if you will. And, you know, there will be certain, like an email that I'll think through. And once in a while, I'll feel it. Like my intuition kicks in, like ask Vince, you know, A, because it's a good learning opportunity for him. I often talk about things that are happening in business, in life, with my sons, within balance, of course. So that they work through it with me, you know, because every time I go through one of these, that's what I did with my dad too. By the end time of nine, I remember being with him all of the time. You know, sitting in a meeting, sitting with patients, even just sitting there and paying attention is not something you find very often. You know, when I travel around the world, you know, they're getting a little older now. And, you know, as they as they keep going in school, of course, it gets a little bit harder. But I take them with me everywhere. When I'm teaching classes, if it's a two hour long class, they sit there, you know, the whole time attentive. I ask them after, what did you like that mommy did? What didn't you like? You know, be a part of this with me. And so... So that's something that they now, like I was saying, Vince, he he gives me some of the best feedback. His answers are so wise 
sometimes, you know, right where you could see, oh, this email. So going back to what I was saying, there'll be an email. I'm thinking of a specific situation. And it was a a certain email that I had to balance with somebody. And I read it to him because I had a feeling, talk to Vince about this. And he gave me such a good answer. I'll I'll never forget it. I just kind of looked at him, you know, didn't blow it out of proportion too much because we still want him to have that um, (laughs) uh, whole, you know, aspect about him. But I, I just said out loud, Vince, that was like the most correct answer I could have gotten. You you are absolutely correct. I changed the email. I sent it off. And you know what? That whole that whole situation had balanced and resolved. <laughs> and had I not listened to Vin, I don't know if it would have turned out that perfectly. I will give him that. Just don't tell him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. I build as much as there's a, a discipline, I build them up so much love, you know? So oh, I love that. That's so that's just so cool and so inspiring to involve them in your work. And, you know, the, the original thinking is like, oh, they're so young, they won't understand. And let's not like bother them with, you know, an email situation. Then on the other side, it's like, like you said, like, this is a learning opportunity. And like, let's get your gears going and tell me what you think. I I just think that's so unique. And I, I really do love that. Are you tired of generic health advice that doesn't take your unique needs into account? Do you want to gain a deeper understanding of your health beyond the surface level recommendations? I want to talk to you about Inside Tracker's ultimate plan, the answer to your personalized health questions. With comprehensive blood biomarker analysis, it provides tailored insights into your body's needs. The ultimate plan tests up to 48 different blood biomarkers, including ApoB, cholesterol, glucose, magnesium, cortisol, vitamin D, and insulin. This comprehensive analysis extends your lifespan or health span and guides you to a longer and healthier life. Inside Tracker goes beyond generic clinically normal ranges to unveil your body's unique optimal biomarker zones, revealing where you're optimized and where your improvements can be made. They have science-backed recommendations on nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle and are all personalized to your body's data, helping you reach optimal biomarker zones and achieve your wellness goals. Now with insulin testing included, you'll have the key to sustained energy and an early warning system for chronic diseases. This is actually really important. High insulin levels can increase the risk of conditions like heart disease, Alzheimer's, type 2 diabetes, obesity, and more. Inside Tracker's measurements and recommendations can help you maintain healthy insulin levels. So are you ready to control your health in a new and personalized way? This is the test that I do every few months and I am obsessed with it. And I change my healthy habits and my nutrition and my supplements based off of this data. You can go to insidetracker.com slash biohacking with Brittany and you will get 20% off. You can use my discount code biohacking Brittany. It's linked on my website and linked in the show notes. So definitely check that out if you want to do an at-home blood biomarker test that looks at over 48 different biomarkers for you so that you can start optimizing your health today. I appreciate that. I, yes, I, I couldn't live without it either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious how you think that ancient medicine or Eastern medicine is going to shape the future of mainstream health. Like, obviously, it's come a long way in the last 20 years, like you were talking about but if you were to look forward for the next five years, like what do you think is going to happen? Like how more integrated can it really get? Absolutely. I think that we are very much at a very important time right now, as we both have just, you know, confirmed <laughs> together numerous times. My, my wish is that it doesn't become some, you know, I, I know for a fact, actually, let me put it this way, that is going to be lasting because I've always known, even when it was over you know, certain elements of the ancient medicine was over people's heads, if you will, or it didn't resonate. I always knew, Brittany, that we're all human. And these practices and techniques, this the medicine, basically the three M's, I always say this, they haven't passed down for thousands of years. Listen, at the end of the day, why why do they keep going? It's because they work. They're effective. <laughs> People are not stupid. You know, thousands of years, I can't imagine that there's, you know, they just keep going with this thing that doesn't really work. It works. And so what I see is that it's just going to become that much more part of our culture. And when you do travel overseas, you see that. You do. You feel it in the society. I'm not saying, you know, that culture or society is better than this one. It doesn't work that way. But one thing I can say for sure is that in areas where, you know, these, these, these lifestyle, it's, it's a lifestyle. 
proper eating, learning to take plant medicines. You know, that is a part of a lot of other cultures that now is coming in very strong here in the US. And ultimately, you know, again, that's a whole other conversation, but we are such a mix of so many different things. And that's so beautiful also, right? And so where do I see this going? I see it just getting more solid. And that to me is the most important thing. It's becoming more rooted. It's not going to be a trend. It's going to be something that people are, are aware of because that's, that, that is what it is. That is this medical system. You know, in the formulation and beauty world, which we didn't touch on so much, and it doesn't really match for our conversation thus far, but even there, you know, 20 years ago when I talked about natural products, it was not even a thing. Can you imagine? And now we're in the whole clean beauty. And I don't see that going anywhere because there's a reason why that's important. You know what I mean? There's a place for other ingredients, for example, right? In formulation. Again, like I said, this is my day job, so I'm not going too deep into this, but having even clean beauty, what we put onto our bodies because our skin is our largest organ matters a lot. I think that we're looking differently at the way we're eating, what we're putting into our body, you know, even if it means cleaner foods, right? We, we are starting to realize this seriously makes a difference mentally, physically, spiritually. And so, right. So in conclusion, it's not so much that I, my wish, I'll put it this way, is not that it's this huge, like, blast of this whole new thing and now it's emerged. I want all of that. But to me, the most important thing is that it becomes very rooted. It becomes a very natural part of the way that we live, the way that we teach our kids. You know, even when it comes to food, I'll tell you what I do with my boys. Sometimes they want flaming hot Cheetos. You better believe it. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, that's, that's disgusting on so many levels, but like, I'll try one also once in a while. I mean, everything in balance. I really think that that's so important. Always there's there's some conditions that are, are are different based on what, you know, people are experiencing. But in general, what I do then with the boys, for example, is I'll teach them that. I turn the bag around. They know. They know to look for MSG. They know to look for Red 40. And they know that if they, they can have it once in a while, because it is my, the way I look at it is, your body should be balanced enough that if you have a bag of chips, <laughs> you know what I mean? Every once in a while at the age of six and 10, you're going to be okay. It is going to be okay. You know, and in some way it's almost good to to keep the body active that way in my my, you know, that's the way I teach and and the way I go about life. But but I teach them what they're doing, you know, and, and you better believe it, Brittany. Not so long ago, they were out with their friends. I wasn't there and I'm not a huge micromanager. I don't love that. <laughs> Based on the Dow. I'm pretty Taoist in that way. But you know, they ate too much, too much junk. They ate too much candy, too many chips. And I tell you what, Vince did not feel good. <laughs> And when he came to me and he didn't feel good, of course, I ended up, you know, making him feel better with all of my practices, everything I know to do. But before I did, I asked him, do you understand why mommy teaches you to eat properly? Because look what happens when you don't, you know, and if your body's used to that, it'll, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to eat more of this. But guess what, honey, you will feel it later in life. So you just teach them and then they make their own decisions. Do you want to eat the whole thing? Or do you think that's not so balanced? I mean, that's how we talk. And and quite frankly, I talk to my children this way, but it's the same way I talk to myself, <laughs> you know? But for me, it's more of a lifestyle. You create habits for yourself, you know? And that's what I hope for all of us, that they just, they all of this integration of East and West, old and new, they allow us to create good habits for ourselves. But at the end of the day, the only pe person who can make these habits is yourself. We can have all the experts, all the doctors. I hope that everything I teach helps as many people as possible. But that, at the end of the day, I cannot do it for anybody and no one can do it for me. I have to do it for myself. So I think that's what we're going to start to learn now. Yeah, I love that. I've talked about that quite a bit of, you know, you're responsible for your health and, and you take you take responsibility for the good and the bad of what happens to you and your health. And so it's pretty eye-opening when people start to kind of realize that Rather, I mean, this is a different conversation rather than just blaming genetics, for example. It's yes, like, okay, no, right. you actually have a lot of say in those genes being expressed or not expressed through your lifestyle, Absolutely. nutrition, et cetera. So I kind of love that you, you teach your kids that and other people that as well, because I think that's so important. If people want to connect with you, order your book, potentially get some of your supplements, how can they do that and, and where can they go? Absolutely. So uh, I appreciate that. So you can definitely find me. I have my website. I'm actually going through kind of a whole rebrand right now. So love to hear what everyone thinks. So it's under JanelleKim.com, J-E-N-E-L-L-E, Kim.com. I'm definitely on social media. Instagram is currently where 
I probably am the most active, if you will, and do everything in my power to give these little, hopefully very effective, useful, quick tips of all the things, all the three M's. I have my book, um, Young Sung, The Korean Art of Living Meditation Through Penguin Random House. And, you know, actually, I'm really excited. And my lab. Hello. So yes, my products, I don't sell direct to consumer. So we make products for other brands, but my lab is JBK Wellness Labs. So we contract manufacturer. And so people come to us to make formulas. And that's how I'm able to share the herbal formulas as they have been passed down with all the integration, clean beauty. I'm very big in that space. And actually one thing that I'm really excited to share, I don't think I've shared this yet on any platform. So you're the first, Brittany. But in the beginning of the year, I will be, I've, I've kind of teased it, I suppose, on social media, but I will have a show called The Experts. And I'm really excited about this because it is as an expert in the beauty and wellness space industry, I interview experts. And my intention is to be, a, as I have been for a long time and have promised this, but in this way to be a trusted source for people to hear from the experts. You know, and beauty is where I started. So speaking to people like, Carol Hamilton, president of L'Oreal, Daniel Langer. He's one of the most amazing marketing, you know, I don't even know what you call them, forces in this on the world. Um, some really interesting people. So that'll be coming out soon on my YouTube page and on different, you know, social platforms. But that's that. Awesome. Yes. That's great. I'm so excited for that. And I will definitely link Thank all you. of this. Too. Yeah. I will definitely link all of this in the show notes and on my website. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. This was so insightful and I, I just loved having you. Thank you so much for having me, Brittany. I've also really enjoyed our conversation. I'm really grateful. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. If you're interested in finding the show notes or the sponsors for this episode, you can do so on my website, which is biohackingbrittany.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram where I'm most active. My handle is at biohackingbrittany. And if you're interested in working together and you want to email me directly, you can do that. My email is info at biohackingbrittany.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and having you tune in next week.